evening, good night. Yeah. Welcome to the show, what a wonderful delight. Uh. Yeah, Patsy and T Rods, better chop up on the mic. Just sit back, have a laugh, catch a vibe, and enjoy the ride. Yeah. Today's episode is presented by our favorite sponsor, A Game. Whether you're at home or at work, in the gym or in the classroom, success means giving nothing less than your best, your peak performance, your A Game. And now there's a beverage designed to help you bring your best when you need it most. A Game is full of essential vitamins and nutrients to keep your body primed for action and provides hydration to boost recovery after you've given your all. Bring your A Game, bring your best, and tell the world, bring it on. Go get your A Game drinkagame.com and before we get into this episode hit the subscribe button hit the like please drop a comment tell us what you think now let's get into it how you doing man um i'm doing great uh it's been a while it's been i know uh, i know we, we've been this is yeah like the first episode like maybe a couple weeks yeah had to take a little bit of vacation time been yeah how, how how was uh you were in greece where yeah yeah i was in greece uh where much the like walls that. are where the walls are white and the water's blue and the every, yes it's literally everything is like white and blue like the, the all the <laughs> all the homes all the buildings are white and all the like the, the rooftops were all like blue so it was i was, was in re- greece it was relaxing huh yeah it was a honeymoon trip it was cool bro we were right on the water you know okay, in a little okay. pool in the, in, the, in the whatever the hell you call it patio backyard or something we had in the room but it was cool little, like being with the kids yeah, little uh, little love getaway. That's that sounds yeah, nice. bro. Sounds relaxing. Sure. I mean, all we did was kick it and drink and. Hey, that's that's what I got, I got <laughs> fucked up, bro. <laughs> I got fucked up a few of the nights too. Not gonna lie, I I didn't see it coming. You know what? Well, it you're was? not a big drinker. You're not a big I, drinker. I, no, I don't drink. But what happened was we're at the beach one day, and I ran into a whole bunch of Toronto fans, and I'm just on the uh, way to my cabana. It always happens. Like, it always, happen. Happen. it always happens. It always happens. Every Raptors fans happens. everywhere. Raptor fans, they they're global, bro. They're everywhere. I was just walking to my cabana, and then these two guys tapped me on the show. Yo, T Ross, that T Ross, oh yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay, hey, what's up, guys? Like, hey, hey, we gotta come take a shot later. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I lay down my cabana. Another group of guys come up. It was like, hey, you're Terrence, right? I was just like, yeah. They was like, oh, we just want to say we're big Toronto fans, and you know, season ticket holders for a long time. We loved you there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this whole time, they're like handing me like a glass of champagne, whatever. <laughs> I drink that. My wife orders a bottle of champagne. I'm chopping up with these random fans, drinking champagne. And then I go back with these other guys, take more shots. And next thing you know, it's nighttime. And I'm just like, okay, I got to go home. And then after that, my wife is like, yeah, now we're going to dinner with the people that we just met that got us drunk. And so I'm just like, all right, fuck it. We go. Start the night off with like espresso martinis. That wakes me up. Express and then we drink a little bit more, and then that next day was hell, bro. It was bad, I, and I didn't really eat anything that whole day. So like, I woke up the next day just like, yeah, not in good shape. I was throwing up. <laughs> that, it, was, it, was, it was it was a rough night. We had to get that, that's rough. Get that's, IVs. That is rough. Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> they say you just go on vacation to eat at different spots, and that's about that's, it. That's all we did, bro. It was it was it was fun until. You know, that's your there, first time being in Europe. First time, other than playing, you know, the Magic yeah, yeah, Raptors, but that was the first time, like, an actual like in Europe, Europe, that deep in Europe. We had to take like a helicopter to get to the island we went to, Mykonos. That was terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> what were your thoughts? You're getting up on this helicopter. 
Bro, is it just is, unstable? It's just the no, unstable. no. It, it it wasn't like that. I thought it was gonna be a little more choppy, but thank God it was like a it was a, like a calm day, and we we're just flying over water too. So that's where I'm just like, bro. I feel like I was in dress like the opening scene of Jurassic Park <laughs> where the helicopter is just flying into Isla Sorna or whatever the hell it's called. That's yeah. what I just thought about. I was like, I, I don't know. It was just it was a fun experience. I was nervous. I'm sticking my hand out the window. I'm just like, yo, this is too much for me. But did you guys get I'm glad pretty, I did it. were you guys up pretty high or did it was pretty like low? I, like, I mean, I mean, like, do you feel like were you you're scared of the height or because you're such in a so like a small thing? Uh, yes, I was such in a small cabin. I'm next yeah. to the pilot. The rotors are <laughs> it's so loud. Like are deafening. I had these headphones on. Like it was just the whole experience. <laughs> I'm like, damn, bro, this is wild. It's definitely scary though. It's beautiful, <sighs> breathtaking, but also terrifying. Bro, did, yeah. Have you have you been watching any documentaries lately? I watched the one with you, with Metallica. Yeah, okay. Well, you obviously got obsessed with that. Stock. <laughs> but that is, yeah, that 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 was interesting. That was an amazing documentary. Um, yes, we that watched one Metallica at yeah. two a.m. at night. It was at two a.m. night. It was a wild documentary. It it's crazy. so long um, though. It's so long though. But I was nah, not really, bro. I was watching this one. You need to watch. It's called "Tell Me Who I Am." I don't know if oh, you, it's on Netflix. About these twins. I'll just give you a brief breakdown of what it is. Just tell so, me the whole thing right now. No, I don't. Well, okay, it's it's been out for two years, so it's basically, <laughs> it's it, I'm not spoiling it for anybody, but it's it's a crazy documentary. So it's a twin that wakes up in his hospital bed. I think he's like he's in his later teens, he got in a bad motorcycle accident, and his helmet slid up, hit his head, forgot everything in his life, but woke up Oof. and only remembered his twin. Didn't remember his parents. Didn't remember anything. Woke up and only remembered his twin. Wait, no, wait, wait. Now going into this, did, before the crash, did he think that he was the only child up until then, or did he always just have a twin? No, he's had no, he's had a twin his whole time. Like his whole oh, okay, life. okay, okay, cool. But he thinking. got he got an accident and forgot every single thing, but woke up and knew that that was his twin. That's the only thing he knew. His mom came well, up. No didn't shit, know. it's probably the dude looks just like him. I'm like that's me. I mean, yeah, but think about that. You're laying in bed. It's not like he's seen a mirror. He's just looking and seeing like this guy. No, I'm just saying, and just recognizes in his head like that's my twin i don't know it's just crazy that that happens yeah. is what i'm saying like that a twin recognizes its twin <laughs> well it only but then he only recognizes his twin like you have your parents too you have your parents too and you like you live with he's there they were living with them it wasn't like but yeah so basically he has to relearn everything he has a girlfriend he doesn't know her he has friends he doesn't know him so his twin is basically playing God and telling him everything that's happened in his life and has to break down everybody and oh, who the, they are. The situation. I went and uh, when what 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 like what year did this take place? This is old. This is like seventies or eighties. Oh, it's happening. God damn. So they're so they're older. They're like probably 50, 60 now. I wonder oh. if like his there has to be blank spots in his his life no. still. Yes. So he he would see pictures and 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 then be like, Do we go on family vacation? And his his brother would be like yeah, we went on family vacation, blah, blah, blah. We used to have a great time, blah, 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 all this stuff. But he had, they had a really weird family life. So his brother kept asking about the family. Like, why are, like, they lived, like, in a shed, the boys did, and the parents lived in the house, and they never, they, they had to be told when they can come in. They couldn't go into their parents' court, living quarters, all this weird stuff. Parents are super weird, but they'd have big parties, like, but they would always just be living out in this, like, these shed type things. <laughs> So the the brother is just like asking like like you know 
asking those questions like, why is this, this, this? And his other brother's lying and saying, no, it's this, blah, blah, blah. It's just normal, blah, 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 whatever. Wait, and do you have the name of this documentary? Yeah, it's called Tell Me Who I Am. Jesus, Lord. So he's like, whatever. He, he lets it pass. Time goes by. They're like 30-something. Their dad dies. And they, they got close to their family, like, and their dad dies. Their dad's I like, knew you were going to tell this whole documentary. No, but uh, no, no, no. I'll speed it up, though. But it's it's basically it gets deep deep and dark like ends up finding that they were like molested by the family oh geez that just took a left turn god crazy. crazy so he basically lied to him for like 30 years of what his life was before oh god now there's more trauma well that's why the brother didn't want to do it but he so he couldn't tell him face to face he never told him so in the documentary they have him watch a video of his brother <sighs> telling him everything that happened and his parents were giving them to other people Passing them off to other like rich, like families, to, like it was bad. It, that's where it got uh, deep into like okay, child that, trafficking. Wow. What? And this is on Netflix? Yes, go watch it. It's crazy. I know I just basically broke it down, but oh, you, Jesus, there's so Lord, much in bro. it that like I don't know if I want to watch that one. It has some Jeffrey. It, they, it made me think of Jeffrey Epstein stuff, but they don't even talk about like that. It's like what? Like is crazy. It's crazy. It was. I, I just found it one night because I was looking through documentaries. I was like, I need to watch something. I'm like, tell me who I am. Who is this? Just never even heard of it. Oh, jeez, God. I wish that, that's pretty bad. I, there's a oh. few documentaries I, I've watched that I don't ever want to watch. I think this one, I don't, I'm going to, I might, I'm going to try not to. It, it's just insane. They, like, would you be mad at your brother? That that was the thing that came up is like, are you mad, mad at my brother? Be mad at my dad. And mom, what was his mom? It was his mom. And that was I would be thing. mad at, yeah, I, I would. But, but he was mad at his brother because his brother didn't lie to him for so many years. But he's like, I didn't want you to have to go through therapy. I didn't want you to have to. Well, great. I have to do it now. What do you think was going to happen when I found out? Like, I was going to be like, oh, well, shit. But yeah. No, I'm going to be fucked up and asking more questions. And now I'm way worse yeah. off. Yeah. This, this is that, that hat. So when it took a twist, you must have been like jaw dropped to the floor. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? I mean, you, obviously, when you're watching documentaries, if you watch enough documentaries, you're like, there's got to be something more to this. Obviously, it is crazy. You got a head, like, yeah. head injury, forgot everything. But like there was a deeper, darker past because his brother wasn't telling him everything. He was telling him everything was great. But like once you hear that they live in like a fucking shed. It's not great. Yeah, it's so. not right. And like your parents don't let you go into certain places. But then like. Yeah, no. it was just, and it kept getting twisted deeper. Like now they're giving them to other families. Like other families were abusing them. Like weird stuff. Like yeah. art, like taking them to London to see an artist, like some that's, famous artist. Like yeah, it's just like it's similar to the Epstein. It's exactly like it, and it's like it shows you like this and, is a real thing that goes on in real world. This yes. is not dark for our listeners that are out there. Sorry, we didn't mean to take this right left turn. Patsy took it. I didn't, but nonetheless, <laughs> it was. That's it's a crazy. It's it, it was an intense. I know. Sorry, sorry for everybody listening. I didn't mean to. It's just something that I was watching recently, and I was like blown. Well, that's out. a good documentary. Well, since we're on dark documentaries, uh, for all the fans out there, who are the listeners, whoever's listening, here's another crazy documentary. I don't even think you can find it on Netflix anymore. It was called uh, Dear Zachary. Oh yeah, that, yeah. I remember yeah. I told you about that. You watched yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, that was probably top three wildest documentaries I've ever seen in my life. I'm not going to say what it's about, but if you guys ever get a chance, Dear Zachary is a very good documentary. Yeah. It's like a nice developing documentary as you know, the, the, it goes on. But For real, yeah. for real. For the long-awaited interview with Jalen Suggs, 
the rookie everybody wants to get to know. We got him here on the T Ross podcast. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Let's welcome to the show the first overall pick for the Magic, selected fifth overall from Gonzaga University, way of Minnesota, the one and only Jalen Suggs. What's up, man? How you doing? Guys, uh, good, good. How y'all doing? Chilling, chilling. Man, that, those rookies, bro. I love having rookies on the show. Yes. I was telling them earlier, bro, we get so much clout off of it. Everybody loves talking to a new guy, so... I was just like, fuck around. We got to get him on. I'm going to give him a couple weeks. I wasn't going to ask you out the jump because I know how that process goes. You be doing all these interviews for like a week straight. So I was yeah. like, I'm going to give him some time. I'll, I'll just I'll ask him on the slide. But uh, yeah, man, appreciate you for coming on the show. But uh, yeah, what's going on, bro? How you living? Like, I know this is a lot going on. How's it been? Good. It's good, man. Still in the hotel now, trying to get this apartment situation sorted. But yeah. Good, man. I'm rocking with Orlando, being here with the rest of the squad and, you know, getting to know the city and everything. So it's been good. How, how So with that fan love, what's uh? we have been getting blown up, obviously, to get you on the show. Everyone's excited about you coming to the Magic. So have you already been getting this fan love or what? What's the deal? Downtown, people seeing you? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, it's good. I, I love the city, man. Like just seeing seeing everybody like from draft night. And, you know, how everybody reacted there and how excited they was, um, you know, and I've seen a couple people here, and, you know, just the good words and, uh, you know, positivity. Uh, you know, I love it. So, man, really just waiting to get the season started, uh, see them all in way, turn them up. Sure. That's a it's, it's interesting uh, transition. I'm actually in Spokane, Washington, which is where you came from. So what's that transition from like Minnesota to Spokane? Now you're in Orlando. Now you're just you're crossing the country. Yeah, it's different. Uh, no winters, which is a blessing. Uh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Facts, facts, facts. I hate the call. Um, nah, it, it's been good though. Uh, you know, I got my man down here. You know, my family's getting ready to move out here. Uh, so I think, but that that's been the hardest part, just being away from. You know, and I went back home for like a week, but you know, just saying bye to all the people, and you know, seeing when we seeing we go up there for games, and hopefully someone can come down here for games. But I think that's been a big transition piece, is just you know, not really being away from them. You know, all the yeah. time, I just have having to rock out and figure everything out. So who's gonna live with you this first year? Uh, so my parents are in the spot. Uh, I think it's like yeah. five away, and then uh, my right, boy right. up and down. So that's how you do it, bro. I swear to God, that's how that's how you do it, bro. I wish I would have did it. I mean, but nobody in my family had passports, so nobody could like get to Toronto. But bro, I had my cousin, and he was he was fucking dickhead. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it, it was cool though. Like it's cool because like being by yourself, man. Like I'm in my first season. I just spent Christmas at my crib by myself and it was just me and my dog and yeah bro I didn't have no Christmas tree I didn't have no lights I had nothing bro I'm just sitting there watching like cable TV bro and I was like okay this shit is different bro like, nah, you know cause like yeah. until you go through it like that sucks like, it was the no, same way I was no. camp a little bit uh, cause you know the family couldn't really come down cause of COVID and everything but mm-hmm. uh, that that's definitely made like missing Thanksgiving uh, not having no meal, bread, things like that. I, I, I can't cook, bro. I still can't cook. So it was, <laughs> I was, I was down bad. Down bad. Uh, so speaking of Spokane, what, explain that run you guys made at Gonzaga, how, just how that all evolved, how the team came together. I mean, you guys were literally ranked first all year, but talk a little bit about that season. Oh man, special. 
honestly, just just we had, we had such a good group, you know, and, and brotherhoods tossed around and, you know, family, you know, that word, you know, is where everybody wants to be in the culture. But like, you know, you really live it there. Like, you know, everybody wants what's best. You know, nobody has an ego on who's scoring each night, on who has the ball, who's labeled the point guard or the shooting guard. Like everybody's want to get out and win, you know, and have a good time. And that's what we did. And that's what I knew I was going to do going in there. You know, and that's part of the reason I made that decision. But I learned the experience, though. I learned a lot, you know, in playing, you know, some of the bigger schools early, you know, and then, you know, get into the non-conference, you know, understanding, you know, you can't take them lightly at all because at the end of the day, those are deal one basketball players, you know, and they're hungry trying to, you know, earn their spot to the league, you know, to make money, to provide, whatever. So, you know, learning that, the game, and then, again, just trying to mature and, you know, be with older guys. So it was good, though. Fun experience. I wish I had that. I didn't get to go to the tournament. I went to the tournament one year, bro. We didn't go far, <laughs> I, I had y'all pick to win the whole thing, man. I had y'all pick, and that's fucking that's bad. Well, either way, great fucking shot too, by the way. That shit from half court was was you knew it was cash as soon as you shot that shit. You knew it was cash. The craziest moment, like literally, that whole because that it was the cardboard, but there was a, there was like a decent amount of fans in there for real. Oh yeah, for sure. So it got dead silent. As soon as Johnny scored, like they went crazy, and I started bringing it up. You could hear the noise go down. Once it left my hand, you could have screamed or like said something from the top of the stadium, uh, of that, of that stadium, bro, and you would have heard it, bro. It was dead silent. I heard it off the backboard. Oh my god, back. bro! <sighs> Ain't no. Way. I never got to hit no game. Yeah, like that's that, just crazy. Uh, that's that like some two K like shit, that. man. Yeah, that's like some two K shit. God, what up? So, yeah, talk about that a little bit. You went from in the season, there's like literally no fans, right? There was no fans. And then you get to the tournament and now they're letting people. Was that a different experience for you, especially playing in college arenas? Like I've been in them and played in them. And it's definitely a different situation coming from high school to college where now you got actual fans there. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, definitely something I miss, man. Something that I really wish I could have, you know, experienced it, you know, not only at Gonzaga, but. You know, all the away games and, and things like that. I uh, definitely wish I could have experienced that. Um, but, yeah, man, we I think we had, like, four games with fans. You know, there like, 200, 300 uh, our first two games in Florida. We had uh, a couple hundred in uh, Sioux Falls when we played Iowa and then the tournament. So that that was really it. Um, yeah. You know, and I think, I think the part about that is just not – you know, everybody's so excited, you know, family, friends, you know, everybody want to come catch a game and, you know, when we travel and things like that and then, you know, not having them be able to be there, uh, that sucked. Because me, I, you know, I'm a player that feeds off the crowd and the energy, you know, and the noise. So, like, you know, definitely playing in, like, an empty arena with empty seats and, you know, cardboard fans just don't do it. <laughs> um, it was different. It was a lot different. It, it is crazy seeing this foot like the NFL right now. Like, you see in, like, how their stadiums are packed. Even last night with the Vegas game, it was like, them yeah, places them, are them rocking. Them things that's are gonna be rocking. Stuff too, though. Like, we're, I, I know. Mean, it's just good to see, though. It's good to see. It's good to see, yeah, like, no, you know, they so, got some hype for sure. Because even last year, we couldn't even have, like, we had fans, but, like, all their arenas had, like, that one, like, the lower bowl kind of, like, blocked off kind of. So it yeah. wasn't, like, the same. And we had these weird cooldowns, like, seats that we had to go to. That was just, that shit was wild. Well, I mean, <laughs> hopefully, we ain't got to do that this year. And the mask are hopefully going, too. Right, so. yeah. Put his back with the fans right on the sidelines. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's gonna be weird, bro. It's gonna be it's gonna be feeling weird having people that close to you. You're gonna feel like people's in your bubble for real. Like they don't let nobody close to the court. Like even yeah. though like the court size was like three, four steps back from yeah. how far it usually is, but it should, hopefully, 
Hopefully the first game is sold out to like all 20,000, bro. Oh, it usually will be. be like that. It will be for sure. Coming back, bro, that you know it's for a fact. Because last year when I went to the game, man, it was weird. It was like 6,000 people in there, and it was just like it we're so bad. spaced out. It's like, what? Yeah, it was a weird experience, bro. I don't know. I got one last question about Gonzaga. How much influence did you have on your guy, Chet Homer, and going to Gonzaga? I mean, uh, being the number one player he is. You know, you know, I was in his ear about it. Uh, you know, I really just – but I told, I told him early, and, you know, I reminded him again, you know, once he was getting ready to, you know, kind of make his decision. I was like, bro, this is your decision. Now, I, I made a move that was best for me. You got to look at it, you know, and see, is this the right fit for you? Do you really see yourself being comfortable here and, you know, and thriving, things like that? Um, you know, but again, just just throwing the, the all the positivity that came from the program, you know, and, and all of it is real, uh, you know, because I, I, I would never BS my guy. So, um, you know, I definitely think I had a little bit of influence, um, but <laughs> oh, you know, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, after that shot, he's like, "Yep, call him up, call him, <laughs> call him up, call him up." He was like, "Yep, call him up." How you think? He, how you think his game's gonna transition? He's like his build is crazy to see. He's very thin, but how tall is he? he he's like he's like seven foot one, huh? One, yeah, that's just crazy. You know, he moves like a fucking. It don't make sense. And but it's <laughs> gonna be just fine. Like the weight that everybody's making fun of it, and like and, until you get on the court and play with him, like it's not that easy to just jump into his body and move him. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he 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 understands, you know, how to how to manipulate and you know get up and block shots and you know work, work to his strengths and advantages. You know when. Yeah. Things like that, um, but man, he gonna thrive in that system. Like high low with Drew and uh, with Chet at the free throw line, and yeah. Drew down, and shooters are. They're, they're gonna be nice this year again. No, nice who caught? Year. Who said? Somebody said he was like the best white player since since Larry Bird or some shit. Who was? Somebody <laughs> did say that, bro. I was like, hey, I might believe it, bro. I saw. I, I saw. Was, yeah, he got crazy length, and he be shooting. He does a little bit of everything. So yeah. I mean. Shit, he's gonna be like the next bird. God damn, he got yeah, it. Man. He's got skill for sure. So a lot of the, a lot of our questions that came from fans were, who did you grow up watching, and who are you like most excited to play against? Because I imagine there's still some guys in the league that were people that you grew up watching that you you know you you looked up to. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think the biggest one, you know, is LeBron James. Uh, you know, as a kid, you know, watching him all the time. Just he's fucking, he was it. And then, you know, when this movie came out, uh, The More Than a Game, I must have watched that about a thousand times. I'm telling you, for like a year straight, I put it on every night before I went to sleep. Like, so I think that that was it for me. But then, you know, of course, you know, started when you get older, you know, guys, you know, or as I've gotten to like middle school, high school, uh, you know, guys like Steph, uh, Dame, uh, you know, the way that they progressed and, you know, started to understand the game, you know, understand what they need to do to be successful. Um, you know, and then did it, and now you know, two of the best guards in the game, uh, Chris Paul. Um, you know, I think I, I think are the main ones that you know I've watched growing up, and that you know I'm most excited to get on the court and you know hoop with. Yeah, well, that's 100% gonna be your matchup. <laughs> 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 no, for sure, bro. I swear to God, same thing. I mean, yeah. I remember, I remember we played against Portland. They put Cole over Dame, and it was just, it was not good. <laughs> they have no big guards, so yeah, that's you gonna get to see all them motherfuckers close up. Why are you laughing, Terrence? When he said LeBron, is this just because of our age? Our age is starting to show. A lot, yeah, quick. I mean, it helps, bro. I'm not gonna talk like I, I feel older. I don't feel necessarily like the oldest guy, but having like Robin Lopez around helps because like, <laughs> he's like he played with Shaq, 
So <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, Shaq. It, it, with Shaq, that's crazy. Like, as long as I'm not that old yet, then it's cool. Like, if I'm still playing four or five years after LeBron retires, then yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a hard pill for me to swallow, bro. I swear I just got drafted not too long ago. That shit is 10 years now. But shit, man. What yeah, up? no, here's another question I got. What so okay, you were a stud in football, bro. Like you could have probably gone anywhere you wanted to in football. What came down to the decision to say, fucking I'm gonna go basketball? Uh, yo, it was the hardest week of my life. Literally, like no BS, the hardest week of my life. I know it is. We had we had just finished up football season. We we're in basketball season, and I was like, "Bruh, that's my last time going to play this." Like, yeah, uh, have that. It don't ride with me at all, you know. So, uh, you know, I talked to my cousin, my big cousin. Um, you know, before I went to go talk to my pops, because my pops is who I hate about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to hit him, you know, just to get it off my mind real quick. Yeah. Uh, he just told me, man, you just got to have a straighter conversation, and you know, break. And you know, made the best decision. So me and my dad talked about it, you know, for a couple of days straight, you know, for a couple of hours a day. Um, you know, weighing the pros and cons. We, we wrote a list down and you know what this would look like, what the pathway and this would look like. Um, I mean, it really just came down to, I mean, that no, no BS, the NBA money get thrown up, thrown around right now. <laughs> <laughs> facts. <laughs> facts. 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 I'm not gonna lie, facts. The quarterback spot's hot though. The quarterback spot's hot for money though. It is, but like, it's just basketball. It's you know guaranteed. the the route. It's guaranteed. The route was a lot quicker. Um, yeah, it was a lot more. That's true. I could have got there. You know, I full confidence in that and belief. But you know, basketball was like it was almost set in stone. Like, man, after yeah. this, finish this high school. After, I'm gonna be here. So, what yeah, what were the schools after you? Where were the schools that were after you? Uh, Georgia, Ohio State. Iowa State, Minnesota. Hey, dog. I know you said said basketball money is guaranteed, but I I don't know, bro. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I watched a lot of your your football tape, bro. I, bro. It was hard. I mean, you, to me, I'm like, bro, you're mobile on your feet and you are a good decision maker. That was, that's half the game, bro. Like, Dak. Dak Prescott got just <laughs> he got paid, paid. But hey, I know I feel you, but, like but that. Take, yeah. But I mean, it's football too, so I mean, it takes a little bit longer. But yeah, I feel you though. When you're right there too, when you're right there at the doorstep on either or, I know you're gonna just be like, right, two years. Give me two years. I'm going two years, and I'm out. Yeah. It was so hard, especially afterwards, and like, and then like the next like, next year at Gonzaga, like. No football team there, no football field, and then football season. Oh, man. Oh, sick. What was it? What was it tough to talk to those coaches and tell them that like you're going basketball, or how how do they um, how do they take that? Because obviously they recruited you from early on. You know, they they really all understood. You know, they they, yeah. they you know they knew when they recruited me, and then when they hit me up, like you know what what basketball was and what what, what that potentially could be. Um, you know, for a lot of them, I got recruited for both. Uh, I don't know if I would play both just because the overlap is crazy and yeah. like that. But they, they recruited me for both and knew that basketball was, uh, was you know, high up on the priority list. So uh, it, it made it pretty easy. Are you a Vikes fan? Are you a Vikings fan then? Baltimore. And I'm heartbroken right now. 
Oh, oh man, that man. was a rough game last night. That was a rough. Wait, one. they lost. I ain't, bro. I do not keep up with football all the time. It was a wild ass it. game. I'll tell you that. It was. And who are they playing? I don't the Raiders, Las Vegas. It was the first game in Vegas. Monday night. It was crazy. It went to. It was yeah. I, it went to OT. It was well, bro. You play Madden? Oh yeah, I got it. I'm dead. Got it on right now. <laughs> Our guy, bro. We're we'll, gonna have a Madden we'll, tournament we'll, in the future. We'll talk about it later. Okay, we'll talk, talk to you about. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll talk. To, we'll talk to you after this. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What um. Now that you're at Orlando, what's your first feelings of like, you know, getting with the team, getting with guys like Terrence, the vets, the younger guys, the coaches, the new coaching staff? I mean, it's basically a whole new thing going on down there. Well, yeah, he's brand spanking new. He's probably the like that's what I'm saying. Member of the new group. Yeah. How's that been? It was good. You know, the Charleston trip was good. Uh, you know, the team that we took down there, uh, you know, just to get to kind of get to know everybody. You know, we hoop, but you know, a lot of it was just off the court kicking it, uh, you know, having a good time. You know, now it's huge. Uh, you know, and getting here now, playing with, playing with everybody, you know, actually getting to go up and down. And, uh, you know, not everybody, you know, T. Ross is still taking his vet day. Vet day. Oh, <laughs> still. Hey, bro, my back is, is all jacked. I just started to get my brand new back feeling good. So I'm just like, dog. Uh, I gotta take, I'm taking my time, man. Right, hey, man. wait till you get to training camp. You really gonna be like, oh, Ross on this man shit. But no, just right, don't man. worry, bro. You're gonna have them days. You go for sure have them days. But not good though. I'm taking them too, though. Has <laughs> <laughs> Terrence gave you any advice? Have you guys been able to get you know any talks in? Oh nice, bro. It's been three fucking days. Nothing to in debt, man. He really just been kicking. Wait, wait, hey, watch till the season starts and shit get real. Hey, we, it's, yeah, we got it. We got it going, it, bro. It's not we can tell. Yeah, it's like it's, it's your first time. Ain't nothing you can tell him right now. We just gotta, you know, let him go through it, and then he's gonna be like, "Oh shit, what the fuck going on?" And that's when I, that's when I'm like, "Yeah, you need my help, huh?" Yeah, all right. yeah for sure. But no, you gotta go through it. All right, this is this is the last question. Me and Terrence are both into conspiracy theories. Is that something that have you ever? Dove deep into any conspiracy theories because Terrence is definitely going to bring stuff up. He's going to bring stuff up to you all year. Every teammate that we've had on. Uh, I, I, I don't. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. He, he, he's going to get it. To him, but like, they definitely like, interest me, like, in hearing them and everything like that. Like, but I, I wouldn't say that I can say that there's one that, like, I really, like, sat down. It was like, all right, let me look some stuff up on this. Nah, like, nah, well, I mean, you, he's, he sound like he open minded, but that, sure. that's good. That's definitely yeah, good. That's half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely half the battle. But man, hey, we really appreciate this, man. It's uh, it's good to chop it up with you. Good luck this season, and we'll uh, we'll definitely be in touch more, man. Appreciate this. Yeah, no yeah. doubt, I appreciate you, dog. To the show, what a wonderful delight! Yeah, Patsy and T. Ross better chop up on the mic. Just sit back, have a laugh, catch a vibe, and enjoy the ride. Yeah.